Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Good Luck Charlie podcast. It's wonderful to have you here. Welcome back or welcome if this is your first time. If this is your first time, thank you for coming along. I hope that you are encouraged and inspired in this place and that you learn a little bit more about obviously what public health is, but also just about yourself and about the world. And even if public health isn't the career for you, maybe you'll gain a little bit more appreciation for the work of so many other people in the world. Public health truly is a fascinating degree and a fascinating area to go into. World Health Organization actually describes it as the art and science of preventing disease, prolonging life and promoting health through organized efforts of society. So that's so many different things. It could be fighting to improve mental health in Melbourne, in Brisbane, in Queensland as a whole. It could be noticing that the water supply in one part of a country isn't great and how can they improve that? That's all about preventing diseases. And it's really interesting because it's obviously useful and applicable in every country, but I feel like people don't talk about it too often. So today I'm interviewing one of our family friends, Robin, who, well, I mean, you'll hear more of her story, but uh, initially studied nursing out of high school and then took a few different little career changes within the nursing field and ended up in infection control and management, uh, which is her current role. Um, And so I just want to clarify and have a little disclaimer that she isn't actually in a specific public health role. However, the experiences that she's had and the insight that she can provide into that world is still helpful and interesting for anyone who is considering public health. Also, this episode is great if you want to know what different options are out there for nursing and way to progress, as well as the differences between like rural and metro areas for nursing as well. So this is definitely an insightful episode for you. But yes, thank you so much, Robin, for coming along and being interviewed and sharing your story. We will now jump right on into the interview. Enjoy. Whoop, whoop. Hey, Talia, how are you going? Hello, Robin. Good. How are you? Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today and sharing a little bit more of your story and your job and your role currently. Well, then to begin, I think it's really useful to hear a summary of your life from high school until now and all the different things that you've done just to prove that there's no right way to go about life and there are so many different timelines and your roles will end up different to what you expected and that that is okay as well. So if you could describe a little bit of your career path, I guess, if you want to call it that from high school to now, that would be amazing. Thanks, Talia. I think Mm -hmm. um, early in high school, grade eight, nine, 10, I think I was going to be a teacher. Um, That's where I thought I was going to go. Um, Probably towards the end of grade 10, nursing, I guess, came into the thought process and then um, that seemed to to fit um, as a way of looking at from senior perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, choosing subjects in grade 11 and 12 sort of went more down that humanities um, and science uh, track. Um, and yeah. then sort of in grade 12, started looking at, um, obviously back then it was TE scores, that's a very long time mm-hmm. ago, uh, what what that meant. And back then, um, 
nursing was being training was done through the hospital system, um, not like mm. at the currently, which is through uni. Um, so looking at that process of applying uh, through that, and I got accepted into nursing uh, through mm. a hos- hospital course. So um, yeah, did my three years of training and then did a uh, postgraduate year in the hospital that I was working in. Um, Mm. And I chose that because I got the opportunity to choose some electives in a way of choosing a couple of wards that I wanted to work in just to broaden my horizon. So got the opportunity to work obviously in acute um, and medical and surgical, but also in emergency, which um, I loved working in emergency. Um, Just that you never knew what was going to come through the front door. with with emergency so um yeah so then um moved out to a rural hospital uh once I got married uh and worked in a rural hospital I think a rural hospital is a very broad experience um sometimes working in a a metropolitan hospital Mm -hmm. you tend to work on one ward in a specific area from but from a rural perspective you know you could be working having theatre one day uh working in the emergency ward the next day um um, having kids come in, being in hospital, um, and with a, a mum having a baby down the corridor. So, Crazy. Um, yeah, so, you know, rural nursing just gives you a very broad uh, perspective um, of nursing and is a really um, a privilege. And I think um, you have that privilege of, of seeing um, babies mm. born and having that privilege, but also the privilege of being there um, at the end of life. Um, wow. for families and, and their loved one at that time. So and I think that's across healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. You get you have that privilege. It's um, tough at times, but you get the privilege of being there um, to care for people um, and to support their family through sometimes they're pretty traumatic and hard journeys. I can only imagine. Have you struggled throughout those moments sometimes or do you really enjoy being able to share in life with people through those more challenging moments? A bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think, you know, being in a caring profession, um, you've got the emotions that go with that and obviously, you know, you're supporting people through hard times but supporting through people with their illnesses or injuries um, and sometimes it's minor um, through emergency something very minor to um, obviously supporting people through their their end of life Um, and yet it is a privilege but um, comes with it tears along the way Mm -hmm. but also some uh, you know laughter and joy along the way as well. I can only imagine it's so beautiful that there's such a range range of emotions and such a range of opportunities and experiences that come along with a nursing role potentially more than what people even consider or realize so then you're working on a ward rurally and what happens next um I had, had kids for um, <laughs> me personally, but and I think that's another thing with nursing. Um, you know, even when you're down the track, and obviously that's probably not a thought process yeah. when you're in high school. Um, but you know, got married, had had children, but obviously you know, just could come back um, and mm. work a shift on a, a night duty. Um, not many people like night duty, but sometimes <laughs> it, it fits fits life. Um, and sometimes when your husband works Monday or Friday and then you can do a night duty on a Friday or Saturday night and uh, he can have the kids, it works. Um, So, yeah, obviously coming back and I worked um, on the wards after having children um, and did shifts over the weekend or night duty and gradually sort of increased that as the kids got older. Um, Mm -hmm. Sort of, um, yeah, so continue to work um, nursing rurally 
Um, then an opportunity came up to work in infection control while someone went on maternity leave um, and applied and uh, was given the opportunity to take that role on and I did that role for a couple of years. So that was um, a learning curve um, from an infection control. Obviously had the basics from from nursing but from infection control perspective in a healthcare system, um, just the breadth of that, um, what infection control and looking at preventing um, infections um, in a healthcare perspective from hand washing um, to antibiotic use um, to um, vaccination as part of that. And I guess that's the broader sense of infection control and that moves into a public health realm. Um, And obviously, you know, the last 18 months of the pandemic, People, um, as an infection control practitioner, who wanted to encourage people and teach people how to wash their hands from healthcare staff to kids in kindergarten um, to encourage them how to wash their hands to prevent uh, infection spreading. And that has never been so much more prominent uh, than what we've experienced as a global pandemic in the last 18, um, 18 months. And yeah. obviously, people are more acutely aware of, of washing their hands or using hand gel um, and being aware of you know, minimising the spread um, of disease and what we have all uh, impacted and obviously mm. more acutely aware of other countries around the world that have been really, really impacted uh, with, you know, death rates and, yeah. and, and disease and um, through their communities. It is interesting noticing how many hand-washing signs and things are up now because it reminds me of when I was young and was learning to do all of those things and in kindergarten so there's signs like that but not as you get older but now even all the bathrooms at school have signs to wash your hands properly and it's just crazy how we've had to go back to the basics so much that was like always around it's just crazy Um, but I actually want to go back a little bit in your story why did you initially apply for that infection management role and what drew you to that um it was just another opportunity I guess in from a health perspective in a nursing um role um yeah I mean it was a long time ago so just Mm -hmm. trying to understand and remember um back but I guess it was just the opportunity at the time and encouragement from managers to consider it Mm -hmm. um and I guess whether they you know saw skills that I thought maybe I didn't have um but yeah, just took the opportunity. I think initially it was for six months and that I think became two years in the end um, or a bit longer um, in that role, but then uh, went down the path of infection control for over a decade um, in a number of different different roles and in different positions in different facilities. So um, yeah. yeah. And you obviously didn't study public health. Do you feel that that impacted you along the way? Or you kind of just learnt as you went along and it was fine? Uh, learnt along the way. Um, obviously learnt on the job, but um, as soon as um, opportunities came for courses that were specifically in infection control, um, I took them to get myself very much immersed mm-hmm. um, and then also did started doing postgraduate qualifications along the way um, okay. as well, um, focusing on infection control. And obviously there was lots of different courses that could have taken, um, including public health. Um, I tended to go down the infection control uh, line, which does come under the umbrella of, of public health. So, um, yeah, in looking at, you know, trying to protect health and, and prevent disease and promoting health and wellbeing as well. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess you kind of answered my next question, but I'll ask it anyway to see if there's something you wanted to add. But how would you describe public health and your role as infection management control to someone who has never heard of it or doesn't understand what that would mean? Um, yeah, and I guess a parallel, I guess, in a little bit in mm. that I went down the infection management and prevention role um, and I guess I was working more in a hospital uh, role um, but again, it's different in a uh, rural context to a metro context. Yeah, okay. uh, from a rural perspective, obviously, you know, looking at hand hygiene for healthcare professionals, but also, as we talked about, going out to kindergartens and um, yeah. and schools and teaching kids. Um, people have probably talked about glitter bug, um, mm -hmm. you know, putting your hands in the black box and just, you know, showing how, you know, you can just as that practical example of, you know, washing your hands and what germs yeah, yeah. can be left on your hands. Um, to you know how we use our um, antibiotics wisely um, and appropriately mm -hmm. for the infections that people have and the microorganisms and the infections that they and not overusing antibiotics and I think we've come a long way in our understanding of those and um, using antibiotics appropriately and not just for when you've got a cold mm -hmm. um, not having antibiotics for that um, obviously if it progresses to an infection that's a different thing um, so you know just that educational role and I guess I always um, have a little chuckle that I obviously wanted to thought I was going to be a teacher became yeah. a nurse uh, but I think in those infection control roles and in public health is there's a lot of education um, mm -hmm. and teaching uh, not only health professionals but the public as well and encouraging uh, people in you know from hand hygiene to to vaccination and obviously childhood uh, vaccinations where I have been in roles where we have seen little outbreaks in communities at different yeah. times um, and ensuring that our vaccination levels are at a good level um, to prevent you know larger um, outbreaks um, you know so just that education in those varying roles and obviously public health is more broader than an infection control perspective in looking yeah. at you know different things from a community perspective um, to prevent you know disease and illness and obviously vaccination is part of that um, mm -hmm. but obviously looking you know malaria stopping malaria mosquito-borne diseases um, has a, a role from a public health perspective so looking at different strategies um, to you know just reduce disease and preventing illness and harm obviously um, seatbelts, wearing of seatbelts, you know, for however many years yeah, we've been wow. wearing seatbelts is a, a strategy that would have been looked back a long time ago um, to reduce, you know, the road toll. Um, and obviously we've looked at different things along the way that public health people and uh, workplace health and safety people would have looked at to reduce um, the risk mm -hmm. and, you know, what are the, what are the ways that we can prevent um, injury and illness. That's crazy. There's so, so much more to every job than what you realize. And I had never, I never would have thought that something like a seatbelt would come from someone who works in public health and that kind of area. But it makes a lot of sense because it's all just about looking after people and ensuring the health and wellness of a community. But I guess on that, you also mentioned education, which again, I hadn't really considered as a part of public health and um, infection management. So what other aspects of your job do you think aren't commonly talked about or that would surprise people that it's a part of your role? Um, so obviously you would look at, you look at data a lot um, yeah. and you look at trends of um, infections in, you know, whether, whether it's in the hospital setting in specific um, surgeries, um, you know, you might look at 
a cesarean or look at um, surgeons who are operating with, you know, hips and knees and looking at infection rates and ensuring that we've got good procedures in place to, wow. to min- minimise um, risk of infections um, and, you know, where antibiotics play in that um, and ensuring our environments are clean. So, you know, that kind of thing. Um th- going to the laboratory on a regular basis um, as an infection control nurse um, and just touching base with the pathology staff as to what um, bacteria and microorganisms they're growing um, mm-hmm. as a result of swabs from patients or their blood results and that kind of thing. So very much a broad team approach working with um, the pathology team and obviously the clinicians looking after the patients um, on the ward and, um, you yeah, know, working out different ways obviously you know um, the medical professionals work out the um, you know the treatment options and look at different ways of reducing someone's infection or to get them better uh, yeah. from an infection so but obviously um, data and statistics play a role in over time and obviously look at that um, obviously we've had lots of data thrown at us yeah. and given to us over the last 18 months around you know our number of um, cases um, mm. of COVID and obviously sadly um, the number of deaths um, but obviously they're looking at you know the length of time and obviously we've looked at different times frames around quarantine um, over that period and what works best and the use of masks mm-hmm. so there's obviously public health um, teams um, and um, and obviously I haven't been involved in that directly I've been in different in a rural area but yeah. work that's what they would be looking at is looking at the data and statistics and working out what are the best strategies to prevent um, spread um, mm-hmm. of the infection through our communities and minimize that spread and minimize the harm Wow it takes a very special person to be able to tie all of those things from data to really biology and also then just communicating that with the public that ties so many different aspects and roles and you need so many different skills to be able to do that it's really impressive it's such a huge role I've never thought about it in all of those intricate ways before so what do you think is potentially the most important quality for someone who's going into public health to have Oh, Talia, that's a hard I question. Know. <laughs> you can think about it, think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously I think, you know, I didn't, that wasn't my plan going in that way, but yes, that's how yeah. I ended up kind of in infection control management and, you know, worked in it for um, over a decade and you just continue to grow schools. And I think anyone, yeah, um, being in high school, obviously, you know, you learn stuff every day mm-hmm. um, in each of the subjects and you grow and develop and obviously... Um, you do that as an adult in in whatever role you're in Um, and I think as you said before no one knows what's in a job unless you've done it and I think you know uh, roles you know you hear someone talk about their role and go oh I could never do that when they talk about what they do Um, and then people you know do other roles and I think it's using the skills that you have and the interests um, and enjoying your role I think if you um, love your job um, mm-hmm. and love the work that you're doing and I think that resonates and radiates out um, and, you know, interacting and I I think the biggest joy of my job and biggest joy of nursing in which all the roles I've had is mm-hmm. just working with people, um, obviously caring for them, um, but also working with others uh, across the healthcare yeah. team and working together 
um, to solve problems, um, come up with solutions and, you know, work out different ways to make improvements um, along the way. Um, and sometimes we've seen things come back um, that we've used before but didn't think it worked and then down the track and go, that actually did work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I guess, growing and learning um, if you enjoy a role um, and using the skills that you do have um, and your abilities. Um, and we are all different um, and yeah. all have different skills and I think it's finding finding the role and I think um, all the different roles I've had, it's used um, different aspects but of skills I've got but mm. in different roles it stretches you um, and enhances the, the skills that you have or you develop new ones. Yeah. And that probably didn't really answer your question um, specifically about <laughs> um, the skills you have. And I guess um, I'm a strong organiser and a strong yeah. um, administration, but, you know, I thought I was going into teaching and didn't end up being a mm, teacher, but um, te- teaching has come part of the role and, and walking alongside people and explaining um, things in health because health is complex. It is a yeah. um, complex um thing and you know for people to come in from a hospital into a hospital setting or a general practice or um, a community allied health team um, you know that people are nervous they're going through um, health things that they may not have expected to be there um, and walking alongside them and, and ensuring that they get the best care but having the understanding of what's happening as well and why they're on a certain medication or why they're having a certain treatment with the physio so yeah well, you joked about it being a hard question, not answering it well, but I feel like you did nail it. And I guess, well, what I heard as well about maybe a specific quality that's important for someone to have is the ability to just adapt with whatever it is and communicate and work well with people. And I guess that's summarizing the whole idea of just growing and being able to listen and hear feedback and hear ways to improve and find the problem and fix the problem. That's really cool. And I just always leave these episodes feeling so in awe of the way that people are so passionate about their job and thankful for the way that the world runs. It requires so many moving parts and so many people who are just passionate about what they do to keep everybody else alive and living the life that we get to live. And I feel like that's so special. Thank you. And I think, yeah, and I think, you know, if anyone's considering nursing, do it. Um, Because I think um, nursing is such a broad range of roles um mm-hmm. that you wouldn't think about doing um to you know being you know working on a ward um in whatever specialty that you work on the ward to working in theatre to working in maternity um to working rural and remotely to metro to working yeah, in emergency wow. to being an educator um you know educating staff um mm-hmm. keeping their skills um up to date being a researcher working in pathology there is lots and lots of roles um, to do. There, you know, now there's school-based youth health nurses who work with our yeah. high schoolers, um, and I'm not sure if you've got one in your yeah, your school. Um, so, you know, there's so many different roles to working in a general practice. There, the scope and breadth of a nurse. Yeah. Um, you should never be without a job. Uh, <laughs> you know, here a nurses traveling traveling the world and traveling around Australia, and they will pick up work. Um, yeah. it's, um, it is, and, but knowing that it is a privilege, it is a privilege to work in the role in being there, uh, for people, um, and being there for their families in the joyous times, um, but in the sad times as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I've spoken to a few nurses and I've been blown away 
by that exact sentence every time. Just it's such a privilege to get to do life with people through the hard and the good. And it, I find it such an honor to do my job. And I just think that's so that's so powerful and beautiful and honorable as well. Every time someone says that, so good on you. I'm sure I'm sure you've touched so many people through your role in that way. Um, so have you, I know again, you're not necessarily in the public health role, but have you worked alongside people who have studied public health at university and taken the more traditional route? And if you have, have you noticed any differences between the things that they've been taught and what they know how to do as opposed to your own kind of learning on the job and what you've done throughout the decade? Um, yeah, obviously I've worked with people who that's been their, you know, focus to specifically, mm-hmm. you know, study um, public health and, and, and those roles um, and have worked, you know, very strongly in that public health role. I feel like I've kind of been on the side um, working in infection control management, but obviously I've also worked in community allied health and even though that's more primary health care focus, there's still elements um, of public health when you work in a rural area and in mm. working on, you know, vaccinations and um, preventing disease um, in, the, in the community. Um, so I think, yeah, there's, I mean, I've done obviously uni uh, postgraduate work and yeah. um, developed through that. So in specific areas that I looked at um, and, you know, it's beneficial you know, just that, that growing. But, you know, for some people, after they finish high school, go, I do not want to do any more study. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, but we've all learned, we all keep learning. And obviously, um, you know, even from healthcare, if you don't do another um, uni course, there's lots of um, in-services and courses available to um, enhance your skills. Um, but obviously public health is a very specific, um, a lot of specific courses around public health to have that, you know, broad arching knowledge around a community focus and a population focused um, to, as it is a broader role around a whole community and how a whole of population from a public health um, in terms of not just, you're not just looking at one person, you're looking at that broad population. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Do you ever do you ever miss nursing now? Do you miss that more one on one aspect with humans, or do you you like that broader now? Um, at the moment, I'm um, assisting um, um, on the ground with um, vaccination rollout, mm-hmm. so I'm actually um, loving it at the moment. Um, cool. It's a big program, but um, getting to um, talk to people um, in my local community and broader community where I live rurally mm-hmm. um, and talk through them uh, with vaccination, but also vaccinating. So um, I am uh, on the ground at the moment and uh, direct contact with patients or our community members mm-hmm. um, in getting them vaccinated at the moment. And, that, and again, that's a privilege um, yeah. and enjoying just um, having that local contact and and contact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I've been in a community allied health role um, and, again, just as a team, you um, support the patient but also in a broader sense uh, support their family and, and their needs and, um, what they do need and, you know, work out strategies to how to support them in complex times of need. Yeah. In that sense and working out different strategies and how to support people, do you feel like the job is different every day because of that and every day you show up to work and you don't fully know what to expect? Absolutely. Um, when, yeah, you know, a patient is coming back, uh, to their rural town uh, yeah. from being in metro, um, and obviously what mechan- what things we need to put support 
processes we need to put in place um, for when they get home, if there's, you know, temporary modifications to their home that need to be made, um, if they need, you know, rails and ramps, that kind of thing. So workers are very much a multidisciplinary team and I think that's the other benefit of being in healthcare is mm -hmm. that you're working as a, as a team uh, from medical officers to nursing to you have, you know, physiotherapists to occupational therapists yeah. to... Um, a broad range of professions um, in the allied health field and the community allied health field that, um, again, you have different people with different um, education in terms of their degrees, but also their uh, knowledge and, and skills and bring all of that and everyone brainstorming to support a patient and coming up with ideas mm -hmm. um, and obviously thinking creatively sometimes in how to problem yeah. solve those things you sort of tend to do the standard processes but sometimes you've just got to think a little bit differently um how you can adapt something to make that easier if someone's um needing temporary help to get something done in their home and just coming up with a little bit of um ingenuity um yeah. we talk about sometimes occasionally we need a sewing machine just to sew something and alter something uh for someone so wow. um and using different things you walk down the shop and go oh we could use that and cut that up um, to make it. So it's being creative and I think you use the word, you know, flexible and adaptable before and I think that's yeah. as well another um, characteristic or trait of being often you sort of tend to be sometimes you feel like it's not mundane but it's the same every day when it's not and mm -hmm. you think outside the box and try and come up with a creative solution just to support a patient. Yeah, that's amazing. And do you think that is potentially more specific to rural locations as well because there is smaller amount of people it can be more one-on-one -on -one and you all work together as opposed to metro or you it's probably like that in both circumstances I think it would be both in both circumstances okay. I guess in a rural area we have a little bit more we have the privilege of knowing our community that little bit better um, yeah. being smaller we know most of our patients and know most of their families or we have connections just because you do see them down the aisle in the shopping center or yeah. you do see them at the post office or picking up the newspapers so um you may not know them all well but you mm -hmm. sort of know of you know that's mr smith and his family <laughs> and just have that little bit more personal connection um in a rural area um obviously the multidisciplinary team in um a larger scale hospital certainly would work work well together um, looking um, for the patients that they've got mm. there and trying to do that as well um, but uh, from a rural perspective I think we've just got that little bit more personal connection just because we happen to see them down, downtown the next day. Yeah no it's special it makes sense and so I guess you've kind of described how it is different every day and you're always working with different people but if you had to describe just a typical day typical day for you prior to managing and helping with the vaccine rollout uh, what would that day look like? Um, we um, have some meetings at the front end of the day um, just as to what patients um, are on our list at the moment, who we're working with, um, just to touch base, has there been any changes, uh, what are the updates um, from patients that are in our hospital to those that um, are in our community um, and just supporting um, the clinicians um, to go about their day. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and supporting those patients and their family. Um, and obviously there may be a clinician support. They're the only one supporting that patient at the time or it's a team effort and co- helping support and coordinate that team effort to support those patients and ensuring that the resources are available uh, for yeah. patients if they need um, support in their home um, or other extra um, dressings and that kind of stuff if they've got complex wounds and just supporting the team um, to make that, that happen. Um, I'm currently a manager of a team, so obviously I work on budgets and staffing um, and look at the HR side of stuff. So I have to, as a manager, look at the business side um, yeah. of running a team. Um, but, you know, being there for the staff to support them and, you know, with it comes the emotional side of things at times when, you know, they are working uh, with, a, you know, complex needs and um, just seeing... Uh, struggles people are having um but obviously when you lose um a patient um and supporting their family that that does impact the team as well so being there to support your team um in whatever they they're working through on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis sounds like a busy but exciting and rewarding day I feel. yeah yeah some days yeah 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 it's a joy um other days it's bit tough um, depending on the circumstances you're working on so yeah I can only imagine so I guess I just have two questions left finally if someone was considering public health or nursing what would you say to them go for it love it short and to the point (laughs) no go for it I think as I said throughout this is just go for it you know nursing um in terms of that caring and that privilege um, and the scope and breadth of what you yeah. can do um, in nursing in many, many, many fields and many, many different environments. So go for it. So cool. And then similarly, if you could go back and give your 15-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? That's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, gosh. Um <laughs> I was probably thinking when I was thinking, reflecting on this before, yeah. I was thinking I would have loved to have been a little bit more mature at 15. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, we all think we're very mature at 15 when we're actually not. Yeah. Um, I think be kind to yourself. And I think in terms of as 15, as you're growing and developing, we're, um, and that peer pressure, we're very mm. hard on ourselves that uh, we don't fit in um, and that we haven't got the right look. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, none of that matters. Um, so be kind to yourself. Um, and I think, um, love your family. And I know sometimes at 15, we mm-hmm. aren't as loving to our family as we should be. Um, and I think love our family and, um, obviously enjoy life. Um, but don't, get stressed about what career you're going to do to go and do. There's um, many ways um, to finding that right job for you. Um, And I think I talk about that. um, I have been with the one employer since I was 17, um, but I've had many jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, yeah, in whatever way, in our healthcare field, you can have so many opportunities to do so much. And I think don't stress about it um, at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, um, yeah, do what you need to do in high school and, and study hard. Yeah.
be kind yeah. to yourself um, and just love your family, love others um, and care for one another. That is beautiful. Well, regardless of if you felt like a fraud, I, you definitely provided some insight to me and I'm sure everybody else uh, so maybe sparked that little seed of curiosity to go out and find some more or speak to someone they know who is involved in it. So thank you very much again for your time and just for sharing a bit a bit of your story, a bit of your experience and what, why you're so passionate about what you do. It was beautiful to hear. Thanks, Talia. Thank you. So that concludes this week's episode. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and that you learned something new. I definitely learned a lot of things. I mean, it makes sense that seatbelts were something to do with public health or human safety and stuff, but I never considered that. So I'm not sure. You probably or maybe haven't really thought about a career in public health before, but I hope this sparked something in you to at least even realize all of the things around you in the world that require people who do do public health. I'm sure it informed your understanding a little bit more of what that role means and all of your different options if you do study nursing and the differences between rural and metro areas, etc. I think it was incredibly insightful and interesting. So thank you so much to Robin. I hope you all enjoyed and I hope you have a fabulous rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Feel free to leave a rating and review if you would like on the Apple Podcast app. That really helps me and helps more people to discover it. And also share this episode with anyone that you think might be interested, anyone that you know who might want to do nursing or public health. I'm sure they would love to hear it and it would help them gain a lot of clarity about their future. So send it over to some of your friends or family or anyone you know. Um, And yeah, that's that for me. That's that for today. I hope you have a fabulous week and good luck, Charlie. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie.